This motherfucker knows pillows. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Men. Go Leafs, go, eh? <laughs> yes. Yes. Go Leafs, go indeed. Now, uh, for our listeners not in Toronto or Canada, that's a reference to the recent triumphant win of the uh, beloved Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey Club. Who are in the playoffs? Yes, they're in the playoffs. Yes. They, he shoots. He scores. And the puck. He shoots. The puck hits that guy up his asshole. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> stop the game. Why won't you stop the game? <laughs> uh, Everywhere on the streets of Toronto you look, it's beautiful. There are grown men wearing long, flowing Maple Leaf hockey jerseys that are several sizes too big for them. It's a great Spangies look. Do you air, think hockey jerseys should be like form-fitting? Spandex. Hmm. Uh, it's a new way that NHL could go. Retail hockey jerseys, form-fitting. Uh, really show what you're working with to people hmm. on the street. Quick, go-around circle. All-time favorite Maple Leaf. Doug Gilmore. Harold Ballard. <laughs> was the he the eighty-year-old? No, like Gordon Stuckless, who was the uh, disgraced former uh, usher at mm-hmm. Maple Leaf Gardens, charged with a bunch of child abuse. Like, <laughs> it's so surprising to me that you bring that topic up. You never ever bring it up. Uh, Chris, um, I was, I'm going with Ty Domi, eh? Oh yeah, I like the the, the bruisers, the, the fighters, yeah. yeah, the goons. He came to my school and when I was in fourth grade because the Peterborough Peets went to the local high school. Who did Ty Domi or the molester? The both of them. <laughs> they brought the molester, and all the kids got his autograph. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but they brought the Peterborough Peets. Uh, a few of them came into my fourth grade class to like sign autographs. And Did you ask him questions. to sign your trombone? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-trombone time. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, what grade were you in? This was fourth grade. Or oh yeah, you trombone years. Know like how to play the 11, trombone? 11, yeah, 11, yeah, yeah. Damn, Ty. <laughs> yeah. You so you met a young Ty? Don't he was probably sixteen <laughs> or seventeen? Yes. You were about ten or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. There was a mutual respect between us. Yeah, that's right. Well, That's you guys, so nice. you know, you're kind of birds of a feather. Yeah. Even at yeah. a young age, I'm sure he could clock that. This guy's going to grow up and be like me, eh? Yeah. Uh, well, go go Leafs. We had uh, Robin on last Oh, uh, yeah. Episode. She was invested. She's a mega She's fan. She's a big so, fan. You know, shout out to past guest Robin Hatch. Who oh. else? Uh, who else likes the Leafs? Yeah. Oh, our friend Tom Henry. Tom Henry, fan. shout out to lots Tom. Of, lots of people. Hope you're feeling good. I kind of, you know, they kind of lost me over the last 20 years in hockey <laughs> in general. Yeah. But I'm trying to get back on board, you know? I feel like you may, better to be part of it and have fun than be a hater. I'll always be <laughs> very casual from the distance. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But I was picturing good you luck. like walking up, James, to a group of like tough drunk guys in a pub who are wearing Leafs jerseys. And you're like, Boys, mind if I join in on the fun? <laughs> they just pummel you. <laughs> it's it's funny in your brain. That's how it's like being a sports fan. 
<laughs> no, I'm just joking. I want all of Toronto's teams to uh, succeed. For those listening at home, you might not know, but when Mike tries to, tries to sleep at night, he squints his eyes tight and goes, no, no. No! And he's being jostled about this way and that by giant ominous jocks. <laughs> That's his vibe on sports. Were your high schools hockey high schools? Because mine was. Mine was mega football. Richview oh. Saints. Oh, oh shit. No, Rich I doxed myself. Delete that. <laughs> yeah, oh, mine okay. was a big football one. Mine was also a big, I guess, football one. It right. wasn't really a sports school. Not oh, really. you went to art school in not, Caledon. Not it wasn't an art school either. I don't know what it was. Wait, but did I just dox you, dude? Do we ever yeah, say whatever. where we're from? Yeah, we say where we're from. You went to last week. <laughs> you literally said you from. Uh, you said you're from Etobicoke, and you talked about how to drive to where you're from, from where Robin's from in Burlington. <laughs> anyway, it's so you went pretty to, broad. It's pretty broad that area. Yeah, yeah. But James, you went to a rural arts academy. Not really, but I, I, uh, it wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't sort of I an would think it would be big hockey up there. Like, not much to yeah, do in the no, winter, right. tons of rinks. Yeah, it, it definitely, hockey is definitely big in rural, you know, north of Toronto. Caledon no literally does have that ski hill, too, right? That goes yeah. down to a ditch. Yeah, I guess. It's basically, like, it's funny. They call it a ski hill, but when you get to the top on the Palma lift or the T bar or whatever, mm. uh, you're at the top of, you're on regular. Like you go down into a right, big, deep into the cr- r- ravine or crevasse, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But we did a show. Uh, the three of us plus Jordan Brown, hilarious comedian, did a show this past weekend on Saturday in Milton. Yep, at a brewery called Third Moon. Thanks for having us, Third and Moon. And a couple listeners drove out from Toronto to to come see us. Yeah, so it was really thanks, nice. Chuck. Yes, shout out Chuck. And oh man, I met a really nice couple. And I forgot their names. I'm sorry, but they were so nice. Too. Yeah, yeah. I believe really? you went. They took you home. Yes, that's right. It yes. was nice. Yeah, yeah. We left. My first uh, threesome. Mike, Jordan, and I went to get Harvey's. Yes. <laughs> and uh, James, yeah, we saw him holding their hands getting into their car <laughs> when we were driving off to yeah. get a burger. But yeah. I wanted to just say to the Milton crew that came to the Third Moon show, um, it did seem like some people there they they were from Caledon. Yeah. And so I was making fun of the Caledon Ski Hill. Oh, yeah. You because don't do, you don't fucking do that. It didn't get a big response. <laughs> no, and I was man. like, am I the only one that knows about this? But then also, bizarrely enough, I created this Milton versus Caledon thing. And the two small rural Ontario towns do both have ski hills. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's yeah. that one called in Milton? It's nice. I shot a commercial there. Yeah. I don't okay. know. I don't know. But you, yeah, you're did right. you have to ski and be like, mm, this butter makes me go faster? <laughs> <laughs> no. Was it a commercial for K2 ski? <laughs> yeah, no. It was for a, tele, a big giant telecommunications company. Oh, nice. Yeah. Kind of so, cool. Yeah. Fox okay. News. <laughs> we, have to, we have to film this in Milton. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Shout out to the Milton fans. Best in the world. Um, great suburb of Toronto. And also shout out to the hardcore, since it's a very sports-centric podcast today, shout out to the hardcore uh, rural Ontario skiers out there who know what I'm talking about. Milton (laughs) Ski Valley and Caledon (laughs) Slopes. Yeah. Did you guys ski? Mike, did you ski? I've been, I've never been downhill skiing. I've been (laughs) cross-country skiing once, and I remember liking it. (laughs) <laughs> and looking forward to doing it again. <laughs> okay. Never happened. Never downhill, though. That's no. where the action is. Yeah. Cross country's like, 
not having sex before marriage. Downhill, <laughs> you're basically 69ing all the time. Yeah. Would that be safe to be 69ing when you're, you're zipping down a big hill? Well, yeah, I think so. The, the cushion of the snow would protect you if you fell. <laughs> and um, also, Mike, there's no big bruisers trying to body check you. Right. On the yes. hill, that hop, that solo sport. Unless you're Gwyneth Paltrow, of course. Yes. Right. <laughs> Look out for optometrists or whatever. Yeah, maybe optometrists uh, should yeah. uh, operate on their own eyes if you're bumping into Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> so damn much. How could you even bump into her? She's so slender. I feel like you just zip right past yeah, her. Yeah, I know. I feel like your velocity would make her blow away into the sky. <laughs> it's like a like the setup for a rom com gone horribly wrong. Where it's like a. An optometrist bumps into a beautiful Hollywood actress, and then they're like, instead of falling in love, there's a lawsuit, and he loses everything. Yeah, but in it didn't the really Hollywood work for version, that guy. Eh? Yeah, but the Hollywood version, is she they may- would fall in love, and then she would forgive him, and then they would <laughs> be married. And then they, she gives him a BJ in a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> Outdoor hot tub at the resort. <laughs> the final scene is that. that. You know, I feel like there's a scene like that in every Gwyneth Paltrow movie. <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare in Love. Uh, duets. Duets. She did uh, it to Huey Lewis. Royal Tannenbaum. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, she's retired from acting to fully pursue to goop. goop. And remember in our Alex Jones episode. Pursue Goop. That's what the uh, rom com could be called. <laughs> I'm going to goop. <laughs> remember we <laughs> yeah, learned. Remember we learned that uh, some of the stuff she sells on Goop is literally the same as what Alex Jones sells on his, oh, his online like store? Wow. Yeah, literally wow. the same, but with a different packaging. Interesting. Wow. So, nice. you know, here we are talking about Milton and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mike, mm-hmm. you were just in England again. I was across the pond on some very important business. Yeah, I did want to take a moment to say welcome back, Mike. Mm. Oh, thanks, Chris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how was it? Uh, no, it was good. I had a very fun time. Um, uh, stayed in London. Had some classic London meals. Mm-hmm. Um, saw Suze Kempner, a mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show. Oh, yeah. Um, Is she a Leafs fan? She loves the Leafs. She <laughs> met me at the airport, full yeah. of Leafs blue and white makeup on her Aww, face. That's <laughs> uh, Wearing cute. a big billowy jersey. Is she going to sneak a Leafs jersey onto uh, Doctor Who? <laughs> that's her plan. Nice. Um, and then we went to Bristol to see her show, which was fantastic. And Bristol, the only thing I know about Bristol, which is a cool city, what do you know? Tri- home of Trip Hop and yeah. home of Banksy. Huh. And I didn't oh. know this. It's like famous for its graffiti in general, aside from Banksy. And as we pulled into uh, beside the hotel where we were staying, got out of the car, first thing I saw was a man with a spray can doing graffiti. Was it Banksy? Uh, I don't think it was him because it wasn't very good uh, graffiti. So is this oh. from Bristol? Do you know what you No. Do you oh. remember that Massive Attack song? Yeah. I thought Mezzanine? that's what I was doing. Oh, maybe you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, Chris. Do yeah. it. What do you do? But, but is, I might be confusing songs. A I was, few. They all kind of sound yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like... Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Are you going to get teardrop? Yeah, maybe I am. Is teardrop, it? which is the theme for, from Luther, I think. Oh, oh can you do um, it? It's Liz Fraser from Cocktail Twins sings the Massive Attack song. Okay. Ooh. That might be what I'm doing. Yeah. Classic yeah. song. Anyway. Lots of things happen in Bristol. The Massive Attack asked me to join when I was there. Uh, <laughs> just, but cool. I was like, guys, I'm here for 24 hours. Thank you. I'm honored. But yeah. That's nice. I wonder, I wonder how... Well, 
Maybe they liked your voice from the podcast? I think so. It's unique. But the one bad thing <laughs> that happened is that four days into my trip, my ears uh, seized up and became completely blocked. Um, and they have not yet unblocked. And I've seen two doctors so far. And it sounds, when I speak, it sounds very muffled in my head. And I can't hear distinct sounds. Yeah, because when Chris was like, okay, guys, we're doing this show in Milton. You kept being like, I hope I can. My my ears don't work. Yes. But you did and it worked out. I did it anyway. So Trooper. you just hear muffled. I can hear pretty well, but I can't hear very distinct, um, soft tones. But the doctor gave Must you a machine difficult. to use. That's not good for making love. <laughs> no. Half of the fun is all those distinct tones that you hear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I have... And uh, steroid nasal spray it hasn't worked. Bro, Mark and, McGuire over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I might be called to testify before Congress. <laughs> and then Brandon Ash Muhammad reached out to me because I put a picture what? of myself on Instagram. I'm jealous. Uh, sp- with the yeah. spray. And he was like, do you have eustachian tube dysfunction? That's what he had. Hmm. And he said that he had it for months. Oh, God. And then my, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to blow my brains out. But then he recommended a thing called the ear popper oh. that... It's a machine with a battery that shoots. You have to close one nostril, then you put the machine under the other nostril, and you swallow and press a button, and it shoots a jet yeah. of air into your brain, and it's supposed to blast your tube open. Nice. It hasn't worked for me, but it was $160. <laughs> it sounds really cool. So though. it's like your ear <laughs> canal is shut? The, the eustachian tube is closed from what i understand and it needs ah. to be open to relieve the pressure in my head i wish that tube of yours would open i know I'm sick of it being closed. Yes. you know what works yes. sometimes when my eustachian tubes are closed what bebop jazz oh put some uh charlie parker in those ears <laughs> and then your eustachian tubes will go what is that they'll relax <laughs> and they'll yeah they go oh, dancing yeah oh. does it hurt doesn't hurt. I just feel a pressure in my head that cannot be relieved, and it's uh, muffled. Oh. I kind of had that. I was flying back from the East Coast one time. Oh, the East Coast. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I had a not a what's it called sinus infection. Right. And then yeah, my ears. I was trying to pop them. They hurt so much. It felt like my brain was going to explode when we were descending. And uh, the descendant, like in scanners, yeah. Ah, and I actually, a lot of people say I look like the guy whose head explodes in scanners. He's oh, a Canadian yeah. actor. Yeah, I can so see it. So look it up. Yeah, uh, I forget his name. Louis the, Del Grande. Louis Del Grande. He was also the star of CBC's Seeing Things. Seeing Things. Yeah, about a guy who had like uh, ESP that helped him solve crimes. Hmm. I would love to have ESP. Maybe hmm. I wouldn't solve crimes. And this, the theme song, <laughs> it was like, seeing things that I've never saw before. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have ESP, you know. Okay. Yeah. ESP? Yeah. Extra small penis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you have the gift. And I know, I know. We, we, we talked about how we've been too raunchy, but I saw that and I had, to, I had to go there. Well, to be honest, an extra small penis is not raunchy at all. That's true. It's the opposite. It's yeah. the complete opposite of raunch. It's the most polite a man can be. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> May I come in? 
but Chris, how long did your ear problem so, last? Yeah, it's bad news for you, buddy. About two weeks at least. Oh, God, because I'm supposed to fly. And you're go- I know, you're doing another huge trip on the airplane. I have to go to Winnipeg to tape a set for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. and if my ears don't unblock, I'm going to blow my fucking brains out. Jeez. On camera, like that oh. politician um, I think in an, the States. And a, and a newscaster did it, too. Right. So you'd be the third. Yes. Good things come in threes. <laughs> there was a woman who shot herself in the head on the news, too. Oh, is that who you're talking about? I think that's what I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking Maybe about? it was a woman. Yeah. It's nice that it's She's not like, just a thing night. from... Yeah. <laughs> and live before we check in with weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is nice that it's not just a thing for straight white men, you know? That's you know true. what would be cool? Going on the news and going like to blow your brains out, but before you pull the trigger, saying to the live broadcast cameras, saying, uh, I'm just, I'll be right back. I'm going to check if there's a heaven. <laughs> 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 like an investigative journalist. <laughs> I'll be right back. We got, I got to see if there's a heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really hope. It sucks that you paid 160 bucks for this machine that doesn't freaking work, man. Yeah, ear popper. Do your job. Ear popper. What the hell? Hey, listeners out there, if you have any kind of home remedy ear popping thing, maybe raw honey, you have to put raw honey in your ears. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Lemon? Have I was, you tried lemon? No, but maybe I will. Stick a lemon in there. Use a wet nap on your pinky and... <laughs> I was telling Mike, and this obviously doesn't apply to your situation, but once I went to the doctor and for something else, and then I mentioned that my ear was blocked, and they go, oh, we'll we'll clean that out for you. I was like, okay. And then they stick a little tube in my ear, spray some water, and then you literally feel in your ear canal like a... And instantly you hear, and a big thing of wax comes out. That's disgusting. It was amazing, though. I... Anybody listening? Did you get to keep the wax? I did ask to look, and I felt like the nurse sort of shamed me for asking to look. <laughs> well, because she was trying not to retch. She was like, oh, you want to look? But I was like, yes. You really want to look, honey? <laughs> she, she was yes. smoking. She turned into like yeah. a, a diner waitress. <laughs> yes. You don't want to look, honey. Trust me. It looked, I'll tell you what it looked like, uh, the end of a pencil, er- like a, a eraser on a pencil. Oh, That's not that but bad. But orange and dark. Right. And some hairs were on it. <laughs> yeah. and, a and, fetus. Some and a tiny fetus. fetus. Um, <laughs> no, but if you're listening and you have a blocked ear, not like Mike's condition, and you go to the doctor, ask him to have yeah. your your uh, ear sprayed. So the doctor did say it's not a wax thing. The doctor looked, Two doctors both looked in my goddamn head and they said it's not a wax buildup mm. and it's not an infection. And they, and they were both like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> They said they don't know what it is. I thought they did know. Well, they were like, we don't know why it would happen four days after you flew. Because usually if mm. it happens from flying, it happens as you're descending ah. and you notice immediately. Mm. Is this Can I posit a hypothesis? Yes, my dear. Because friend. I know you so well. I posit that the flying back and forth to the UK and the big TV set coming up. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> he gulped, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it could be a manifestation of stress. Maybe. The body always sells you out when you're about to do something big. That mm. always happens to me. I would prefer if it if the body didn't block my ears, but instead gave me some sort of diarrhea problem or like <laughs> um, yeah. a painful shoulder. Maybe you can make a deal. It's almost Dandruff. like Faust. You can make a deal with the devil for a different body problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk, uh, Lucifer. 
What happens to you when you get stressed, Chris? Your body. Well, you know how I did that uh, b- big project in the summer? Yeah. My left knee was literally a bum knee for two weeks. It hurt oh. so bad. And has that ever happened to you ever in your life before? Not really. Right. And not like this. It was unbearable. And uh, uh, I also had a day on set with a completely like scratchy voice. Like it just like sold me out. Like like I had like a cold, damp seaman's <laughs> sea cat, like you know, sailor. <laughs> but do you, you know, think this was? I had semen of in my mouth. <laughs> right. You, yeah. Cut. This actor has semen in his mouth. <laughs> it keeps falling out everywhere when he says his lines. Do you think this was psychosomatic, psychosomatic and caused by stress? It could be the knee, especially. I feel. Yeah. Right. I feel like I used my voice hard, so maybe that makes sense. But. Things like that happen to me all the time. Or even before a big, big show, I will literally be like, I'm sick. I'm going to pan Like, right. I can't go up there. I'm too dizzy. I should be sleeping. And then as soon as you get your first big laugh on stage, you forget it. And every symptom is gone. I think, you, yeah, you get, you don't sleep from what I know oh, of you. Oh, fuck. That's Why your did I even mention thing. that? That's your main thing. When you're that stressed, just happened you don't to me. sleep. Remember I was filming something the other day? You, you pissed me off, tossing and turning around in there. Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. No, what were you saying? Uh, I I filmed something the other day. Yeah, you and can't I was, sleep the night before. I was running on two hours. I know more about you than you do, James. Do you ever get uh, stress-related ailments <sighs> that you think you might give yourself from? I mean, worry? for me, it's probably unsurprisingly probably stomach. I probably get it in the old stomach. We're talking right. toilet time. Yeah, that would probably be where it goes. Even. Cutting out gluten. Oh my think, God, that's been a game changer. You think you think stress will still manifest in the stomach, or probably you, you haven't experienced it yet? I haven't really had it too bad, but it's usually that. Uh, yeah, probably <laughs> stomach. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is good stuff for everybody to know. Absolutely, well, they can relate. It's important for men to talk about their health. That's right, and their hair. We were talking about that earlier. Oh, right. Okay. We were trying to get, we, we were ordering food. Yeah. And we were like, we had no idea we were going to go on this health conversation, which huh. I thought was really, yeah. Really it's like good. evil, man. The show, uh, the damn show should be called Health Men. Health Health Men. And then we all get, we all um, sort of get sort of designer beards and get really big and get arm tattoos. I got an arm tattoo. Oh, shit. That's right. Freaking. You showed me a picture. Yeah. Would you show us? Uh, I mean, I've already seen it, but I kind of want to see it. Mike in already said it. I'm going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> well, no, because you were like, "Hey, I'm getting a, drums." You're like, "I got a tattoo, and I'm getting some drums." <laughs> yeah, I would get a motorcycle too, honestly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. get an earring too. Um, I wouldn't cheat on my wife with a younger babe, but what? if there's younger babes out there, you can still wink at me from afar. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but no, no, no. I think it's cool. But I, I think probably you're right. it's a mix of both, yeah. But also, I'm going... Post-pandemic, I'm like... I just say yes to the dress now. I love that right? for you. I mean, we kind of talked about that last time at the cottage. It was like, let's go for it. Let's live life again. Yeah. We're only around for so long. Why be a stick in the mud? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I got a tattoo, but... I love that you... That's cool. Yeah. No. And I Thanks. asked you if it hurt, and you said it did. It actually does, yeah. you know? But it's like, I could take it, and the girl was awesome. She's one of those cool girls, totally covered in tats. And she right. was like, you're really good. 
Yeah, like you, you do not good. want to get a tattoo. She from complimented a band. me for taking the pain. Oh, that's kind of so cool. Like, it, I I felt kind of like, you know, I've seen the doctor talk to my kids like that. So who, <laughs> who knows? But did she give you like a tutti fruity or mint uh, treat afterwards, <laughs> like a, the dentist, and a little toothbrush? <laughs> she gave me a tutti. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh, speaking of toothbrush, though, yeah. that's what I said to her in the middle of it. Um. I was like, it feels like, and maybe other tatted up listeners can relate, it feels like a dentist has a knife and can't find my mouth. Oh, God. Yeah. You know how they poke at you with the little cleaner hook? Yeah. It's like they're doing that, but more with like the edge of a knife, nowhere near your mouth. Ooh, how long did it take? Mine was simple. It's about half hour. Really? Wow. Yeah. Damn. I take the uh, plastic wrap off tomorrow. Ooh. And then I'm genuinely just a tattooed man for the rest until I fucking die. <laughs> and and um, like, is is your family okay? Because the tattoo is like a, a demon with really big boobs, right? Yeah, yeah. I basically got a ta- like. I I did a sketch myself of a recurring nightmare I've had since I was six. <laughs> You're really horny for this demon? <laughs> yeah, I was like, can you do this? And I was sweating and shaking, and she said, yeah, I think so. It's cool. What is it? And I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> no, in uh, case people can't detect the dry uh, sarcasm there, it's not that. But it doesn't have big boobs. No. It has regular sized boobs. <laughs> but that's uh, that's pretty cool. The demon has a great personality. <laughs> the demon has ESB. <laughs> extra small boobs um was there a because i imagine a tattoo artist probably seems pretty cool was there a part of yeah i thought she was really cool that's all that's also why i picked her were you trying to be tough in front of her no but i was probably trying to be cool what's up were you smoking a cigarette (laughs) i was like oh i like this heavy metal that that you're playing (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I smoked cigarettes and drank whiskey. <laughs> punched a guy while I was getting my tattoo. Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to our evil man, it's that time of the show. It's where we mention that we have a Patreon account. And you can find it at patreon.com slash evil men. And uh, if you just go to that website and you check it out and you sign up for just a few dollars a month, you get at least two bonus episodes a month. You get access to our Discord where we're chatting with everybody and people are leaving us uh, suggestions for what uh, for topics for episodes, which we is uh, and today's topic was a suggestion from the Discord, by the way. Absolutely. So uh, check it out. Patreon.com, we're Evil Men. We're so grateful. Mm. Uh, sorry to interrupt, James. No. I, I, it is, it's worth the Patreon just to join the Discord because uh, there is a discussion happening right now on the Discord um, that's really exciting. Where are we, we going to build Evil Men land? And right. it's not just going to be a fun evil men themed park, but Mike James and I will live there, and any other listeners or Patreones huh. or Discord uh, participants can move and live there as well if they want. And there's no rules, really. Is it sort of like um, like the Manson Ranch kind of vibe, or like a Waco type of? Thing? Yeah, except we're going to a place the federal government can't get to us, unlike yeah. in fucking Waco. Here, 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 here. Yeah, more. It's not like Waco, more like wake up. 
Yes, and have fun and it's about every morning. So once again, that's patreon.com slash evil men. Thank you. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> so, Michael, I, uh, I gave you some suggestions from the Discord, a wide array of options. Yes. And I said, who do you think of, of these suggestions you'd like to do? And, now, and Mike, you, you leaped at it. I, I did leap at it. I was jumping for joy. Uh, and I was, Literally I as had, well. Yeah. I hurt my damn head on the ceiling. Um, and I, I felt a little overwhelmed by... It's like when you go to a buffet, right? Mm. And you're, you're going, do I have the chicken? Do I yes. have the ribs? Do I have the... Ice cream. Uh, the pizza... You know, um, but eventually I <laughs> made a decision <laughs> yes. on what I'm eating for my buffet meal. And what I mean is I picked a topic for evil men. And the topic this week is Mike Lindell, the MyPillow CEO. Yes. I'm excited about this. I I don't know anything about him other than I, you know, I see people making fun of him. Now, Mike's shown as the, yeah. Right, the, guys, take a look at mm. this picture. And I'm going to do something right off the bat here. It's a okay. picture of Mike Lindell. Yep. Now a picture of oh, Paul Bearer. Now, the I, wrestling manager. I'm sure I'm the first person to make this. Let me see again joke. the, the uh, comparison. So there's Paul Bearer. Who yeah, he was actually passed on. Oh um, no! You know, I can see it a little bit. I can see it a little bit too. I think Paul Bearer is a bit more portly. Paul Bearer and ghost-like. Paul Bearer sort of rocked in retrospect. Ooh, does like, he talk like this? Or something? I think, but what a commitment! Like usually, wrestling managers manage like. Uh, at least a few wrestlers, but Paul Bearer was just one guy, the was Undertaker. Undertaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sense. just Makes sense. he was just a creepy man. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway Paul Bearer, we'll do Paul Bearer some other time. Or yeah. maybe the Undertaker. Ooh. As the character. Oh my god, that's fun. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this week it's not a wrestler man, but it's Michael James Lindell, who's also known as the My Pillow. Michael guy. James. Now why do those two names sound familiar? Yeah, Michael James Chris would have been a nicer name. Yeah. Um, and he's um, just a little bit of background information. He's an American businessman. He's a political activist. He's a big fan of former President Donald J. Trump. That's how I met him. Yes. Uh, he's also a conspiracy theorist. Hmm. Uh, oh, no. CEO of MyPillow Incorporated. Can I just interrupt to say sometimes conspiracy theories are based on a kernel of truth. Yes. They just get out of hand. Yeah, that's true. My pillow. Do either of you guys have a my pillow? Are they even available in Canada? I have my pillow. Yeah. Uh, sorry, who's on first? Mike Lindell. I do have an, <laughs> and he's disputing the election results. I do have nice. a nice pillow that Ebony order does, like one for us mm-hmm. each, and they they come with these with this this sort of stuffing almost that you pull out to to get it exactly to the firmness you want. So you can pull out or put, push stuff in. The yes, oh, it's nice. kind of crazy. Mike, is he the owner of Nice Pillows ordered by Ebony? <laughs> <laughs> Not Nice Pillows, which I guess is Canadian, but this is my pillow. No, I've never. I know. Which is a pillow bedding and this blew my mind. Slipper manufacturing company. My pillow seems like the kind of company that sponsored a lot of podcasts. I don't know if they did. It just yeah. feels like they well, did. If. Maybe Tucker Carlson's podcast, but yeah. I don't know if they <laughs> sponsor or maybe some like Ben Shapiro style stuff. Right. Maybe I don't know. But um, whenever I go to bed, you don't I think my pillow would sponsor uh, a few uh, hardcore left wing communists <laughs> that like to joke about? <laughs> I think he may have that ship may have sailed. Oh no, um, Mr. Lindell is also an evangelical Christian 
and a recovering crack addict uh, who had a problem for 30 years. He's a man, basically, uh, I wrote here, he's a man driven by two twin impulses. One, the quest for the comfiest, coziest possible sleep, and two, (laughs) the insatiable desire for crack cocaine. (laughs) It's funny because like, when you're desiring crack, do you even notice your bed? That's a great point. I feel like Rob Ford slept face down on a floor. Yeah, who needs a pillow or a bed when you've got that going on? Yeah, yeah. crack yeah. makes everything feel like it's a dream town. Can I ask you something? Absolutely. Yes, Chris, you can. Um, did you say the crack addiction was 30 years long? Yes, and I'll get to it okay. shortly. Yeah, that's just, wanted definitely to, just wanted to make sure I heard what I heard. Uh, that's yeah. got to be a... Uh, on the longer end of crack addictions uh, in history, I've got to I mean, congratulations for lasting that yeah. long on yeah. crack. <laughs> I know George Clinton of uh, Funkadelic also had like a three-decade-long crack problem, which you don't... That's like, usually that's a very quick downfall with crack, but... Anyway. 30 years of crack. 30 years of crack. Now. The crack ship is descending onto the earth. Um, all right. Do you guys want to hear about the early days of Mike Lindell? Oh, my God. I'm gasping for it. Right. Sure. So Mike Lindell was born in 1961 in Mankato, Minnesota. Onto a pillow. Oh, Far- makes me think of the movie Fargo. Now, he does have a Fargo sort of accent. Oh, if okay. you hear him interviewed or claiming he has uh, computer data proving that the 2020 election <laughs> was uh, was hacked. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where did he find this computer data? <laughs> so, uh, Lindell, as a teenager, uh, it became evident that he had a gambling addiction. Oh. And that's just one of many addictions in his life. In uh, my opinion, a crack addiction is a gambling addiction because you're gambling with your life. Say it louder for the folks in the back of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. And maybe go, Just hi, rewind I'm Chris Locke of up. Evil Men. Hi. It's like I'm, a PSA. Hi, I'm Chris Locke of Evil Men. To me, having a crack addiction is the same as having a gambling addiction, because you're gambling with your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. So Mike Lindell attended the University of Minnesota after nice. high school. Be tr- He's smarter than us. And I think that's the same well, one where I went to university. It might be where Bob so Dylan went briefly. And like Bob Dylan, he dropped out after a few months of, of studying. Um, things didn't go well after this. He also changed his name from Mike Lindell to the My Pillow Man. <laughs> um, and in his twenties, Mike Lindell, while he wasn't studying, he became addicted to and a frequent user of cocaine. The addiction eventually became worse. Uh, after a number of years when he switched to crack cocaine in the 1990s. Hmm. However, having this powdery monkey on his back all these years didn't dampen his like in, like his crazy entrepreneurial spirit. So this was a guy oh, that's cool. who was snorting in the night and dreaming by the day of uh, business success. Now think of what would he have accomplished his same goals without the help of crack? His story really reads like, the story of like the Protestant work ethic supercharged by crack cocaine. <laughs> and so I guess this would have been the 80s? This would have been the 80s now. So, so in the 80s... So it makes me think of a, like American Psycho almost, you know? Yes. He's doing cocaine at night and thinking up pillow business yeah, stuff in the Instead day. of murdering people in his, in his loft. <laughs> he's helping he's, him sleep. Yes. <laughs> in a different way. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so in the true. 80s, he tried a number of ways to make money. He uh, started a carpet cleaning business after his sister's apartment became flooded. <sighs> Dud. 
didn't take off. He tried to make money as a professional card counter in Vegas. Also didn't happen. There's a story of him uh, getting literally bounced out on his ass from a casino in Vegas. when he Damn. Went. Yeah. He started... Now, this... I didn't... I've never heard of this before. He started a lunch wagon business. I, I assume that's like a food truck. A lunch but wagon. pulled by horses. Yeah. Who wants to get some lunch? Uh, and Because uh, he heard that lunch wagons were successful in California. I, am, I assume it's a food truck. Yeah. And like also, like you know those sort of lunch wagons that pull up at like work workmen's sites? Yeah. And they kind of yeah. like lift the... Yeah, the like, awning up over, and then yeah. they're like, "We just got chili we got dogs, butter tarts, coffee, and gum, crack cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> crack cocaine, and gum." <laughs> um, yeah, he bought a lunch wagon and went to the biggest business in his Minnesota town and forced his way in to see the boss and promised free sandwiches for everybody during a one-week trial. Oh, the boss, dude! The boss gave him the go-ahead because he liked Mike's go-get-em attitude. Mm. I'm a sucker for a free sandwich. Yes, me too. Um, sadly though, guys, the lunch wagon business didn't last and, uh, Mike Lindell started working as a bartender and eventually bought the bar. And I was like, hold on. He's like wrestling with a massive addiction problem. He's working at a, at a bar. He just buys it. I'm so I wonder, like it doesn't no mention that he had a wealthy family or anything. Yeah. Did he inherit money from a dying grandfather? I think sometimes these like entrepreneurs, they, they risk it all on loans. You know, they go, I'm going to get a loan to start this business or buy this business. And right. That must be it. Huh? And he bought a bar. And then they claim bankruptcy like 300 times. Yeah. He said that buying a bar probably wasn't a real good idea because quote, I was an addict at the time, a pretty hardcore cocaine addict. Well, there you go. (laughs) Imagine him at the, Going to the bank for the loan, just like sweaty. <laughs> he didn't sleep for a few days. And um, just imagine how funny that would be. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm imagining. So <laughs> more on his addiction. In his 20s, he developed a cocaine addiction that got worse and worse. He transitioned to crack cocaine. Um, he was also running up debt from gambling. And things got really bad. His house was foreclosed on and his wife filed for divorce as a result of his addictions and erratic behavior in the... Uh, she didn't stand by him? No, no. Damn, man. Then he, he sort of hit rock bottom eventually. But once again, during this cocaine and crack nightmare, he got a... He says it was divine intervention. Uh, in 2004, he claims that he had a dream in the middle of the night <laughs> and he got the idea to build the perfect pillow... My pillow, and he says, quote, he's talking about the dream, quote, I got up in the middle of the night, it was about two in the morning, and I had my pillow written everywhere in the kitchen and all over the house. One of his daughters came upstairs to get a glass of water and asked, what are you doing, Dad? And Lindell said to her, I've got this idea for this pillow. It's going to be called my pillow. What do you think about it? And uh, she laughed and said, that's really random. (laughs) Can I please... Take say a moment something? here to say something. Yes. Yeah. I'm getting sick of how many hardcore crack cocaine addicts are uh, more successful than me. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I've tried to be as uh, clean as a whistle. You know the joke where like people do cocaine, they'll pitch you business ideas? Like he's made this come true. Like, yeah. He's, he's uh My pillow. The ultimate example of that. Uh, but you know what? My the a pillow is a product that everyone needs. And if you make a mm-hmm. really comfy one... That's true. It's You're in there. And part of this thing... 
There must be a huge pillow competition, though. <laughs> like, there must be, like, huge, like, pillow, uh, pillow conferences. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, like, shows. At the, where, you know, what are those called? Conventions? Conventions, like trade. pillow conventions. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. it is also People funny. People being like, I don't fucking know. Like, trying different pillows? <laughs> no, it would be, like, a stressed-out guy, like, hey, would you like to try the Comfort 440-4500? Like, snorting a million times? Yeah. Bruno, don't jump on Mike. Sorry, <laughs> Bruno, my I'm, cat I'm Mike wants to jump. Yeah, Bruno, Mike is working right now. Stop trying to jump on him. Sorry, Michael. It is funny, too, that a guy, he was like, because he talks about it a bunch um, on the MyPillow website and in different interviews about how... He had had this persistent problem where he couldn't go to sleep, and he was always searching for the right pillow. And you have to wonder where that came from. Why couldn't this guy get to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the pillow, babe. Yeah. yeah. He's like, the pillow was always too hot or too uncomfortable. Yeah. Or a ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a portal to hell in his mind. <laughs> Don't you want to sleep on a pillow that's not a living nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> so now he, it's like 2004. He's got this this idea that he declares that he, he swears came from God. So God took a moment out of his busy schedule. Oh, so even though he was addicted to crack or cocaine twenty four seven, he was still praying to God all the time. Uh, I don't. Th- or maybe this, this this was before his conversion. This right. was when he realized God came to him in a vision and yes. showed him a pillow. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, the garb that God wears looks pillow like. Yeah. Yes. God true. looks a lot like Hugh Hefner. God looks cozy as hell. <laughs> yes, it's a good point. Slippers yeah. and a God's robe. God's not wearing a suit. Yeah. No. You know, God's not wearing skinny jeans that are so popular with all yeah. those damn Queen Westers. He's not wearing a flat-brimmed New Era hat. No, nor a little <laughs> cyclist hat. No, he's not even wearing a damn cowboy hat. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> God doesn't wear a cowboy no, hat. No, he's wearing robes and yeah. maybe slippers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a lounger. And yes, it's a he. <laughs> God is a huge, yeah. strong man with the body of he-man. That's the official evil man position on God. He's a big, strong man. He, he's a big, huge, muscular man that wears a robe and slippers. <laughs> and kind of, I think, looks and sounds like Jeff Bridges. That's awesome. And he's got, in the background, what's that playing on God's stereo? UB40's greatest hits. Oh, now I like him even more. <laughs> yeah. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Invent a pillow. <laughs> so, right. It's around 2004. He's got this brilliant idea from Jesus Christ and God <laughs> to make a, uh, the most perfect, comfy pillow. All my great and, ideas come from the devil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike and his son, Darren, spent hours Darren. cutting up foam <laughs> Don't and testing Michael. I'm configurations. Sorry. Oh, Bruno, you ruined my Google document. Just push, his, push him off. Bruno. Bruno. Sorry, he just is looking for affection, but he can't jump up on your laptop like that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Bruno, you so, damn um, idiot. Why am I apologizing for Bruno? Yeah, come up here. Anyway, so uh, Darren and Mike, Darren is Mike's son, they spent hours like in the house cutting up foam and testing configurations before they came up with the perfect pillow that would hold its shape that met, met Mike Lindell's you know, extreme high standards. And he even taught himself to sew. <laughs> Keep in mind, he's still heavily addicted to crack cocaine at the time. Wow. wow. Like, right. Good for him. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, he made, eventually, a few dozen pillows and went to some local stores. He went to a Bed Bath & Beyond 
And this is an anecdote. He said, I have the best pillow in the world. How many would you like? And they said, like, get out of our store. <laughs> Basically, imagine, yeah. imagine a man. <laughs> yeah. And he's a big guy, right? Yeah. He seems, like, huge. Just a man sweating, red-faced, like, all, and all wrecked. Like, yeah. Holding some pillows, going, this is the perfect pillow. God told me to make <laughs> yeah. this pillow. Um, God came to me in a dream while I was on the floor of a crack house. <laughs> Uh, right, sir. Damn, that is a good pillow. <laughs> uh, someone told him to set up a kiosk in the mall, so he borrowed $15,000 to do it, but he only sold 80 pillows. Um, but one of the buyers was a man who ran a local home show in mm. Minneapolis. That's basically what you were describing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The and big pillow industry. Then he went to the home show. Guess, guess what? He sold out of my pillows. That's his big break right yeah. there. See, I knew it. There's this... A hardcore cutthroat competitive pillow yeah. industry out there, yeah. and he fucking rose to the top yeah, yeah. with his own grit. And, you know, like you said, sweating and shaking the whole time, or wired as hell. This motherfucker knows pillows. It sounds Let's like just he say, a- <laughs> call a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah. Now, the pillow business is doing well now, starting to do well, but his crack is ruining his marriage uh, so his wife leaves him, and he loses his house and almost the business. And I'm going to talk about a crazy, like this is ba- basically his low point of crack addiction. So in March of 2008, Mike Lindell said he was awake for at least two weeks oh doing crack. <laughs> awake. He tells a story that his dealer, named Lee, put the word out on the street that no one should sell him any more drugs so he can get some sleep. His, right. his drug dealer said His drug that? dealer staged an intervention. <laughs> oh, my God. That's you know it's not yeah. good. And Jesus. he kept trying to score all night, walking around, waving a $100 like, bill at different dealers, and everyone was like, no, we, we're, we can't do it. No, that's against our code, sir. Yeah. Who are these Minneapolis uh, crack dealers? Uh, anyway. I guess it's true what they say about Midwesterners being yeah. very polite. <laughs> a, bi- a guy being like yeah. cut off at a bar. No, I'm like, afraid we can't give sell you any more crack there, Mike. Sorry about you've that. You've had your fill. Yeah, you've had your fill. Come back tomorrow, okay? So he went back to his <laughs> dealer's apartment, and Lee, he was awake, and he Lee went, give me your phone, Mike. And he took Mike Lindell's picture, and according to Mike, he said, you're going to need this for your book. Oh, a picture of like a totally... Like strung out, wrecked, like guy who hasn't slept in two weeks, and that's the picture I showed you before. Yeah, it's on the back of his book. It's what a are bit the spooky, odds? Yeah, it's on his book. What are the odds from crack addict to CEO? <laughs> well, it, what a log line. He seems invincible. <laughs> I know. Like, how the hell can that? Yeah, it, it, how does someone have that trajectory when probably ninety nine point nine 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 percent of other people addicted it makes to crack sense that you would be a trump it. supporter because yeah it's like i was addicted to crack lost everything but i still succeeded in business because you think you know what i mean yeah like you think <laughs> like you don't get what it's like to suffer well i guess he does i think he did suffer <laughs> but yeah. it's like but but it didn't stop him can i say like, it didn't I, slow him you, down you know what i think yeah. it is that's what i mean i think in his position, you would have the point of view that like everything works out or something. Maybe it's that sort of like. Maybe he had the most hardcore, like American, like you know, dream. All you need is a good idea, yeah. and it doesn't matter. You you can become a millionaire. Maybe that, that this is, is where whole, the American yeah. dream actually like propelled a person through. Right, 
and decades I guess of it crack. did. That is his whole brand, but you have to wonder. It's it is not explained anywhere that I've looked. Wh- who was funding all of this? If he was, yeah, yeah. that is a thing. Um, even did after this two week, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like I don't want to be too. But I was going to say, it sounds like a very white privilege version of crack addiction. Yeah. Because he's not this isn't slipping a Spike through Lee the, movie. no pun intended, cracks yeah. and being forgotten in uh, a crack house. Like, this, who, what the fuck? This isn't why the CIA brought crack into America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is not New Jack City. So even after that two-week insane crack binge, uh, it took him another 10 months to hit bottom. And again, uh, he says... Sorry, this is about, I guess, his sort of come-to-Jesus moment. He said, on January 16th, 2009, uh, he said, I had one prayer that night. God, I want to wake up in the morning and never have the desire again. And he was convinced God had bigger plans for him because the MyPillow business was starting to do well. And he said that he woke up the next day and all of his desire and his addiction for crack cocaine just disappeared completely and he never wanted it again man i gotta start talking to god so god was like what do you need to what habit do you need to break i just need to be able to like pick an idea and focus on it right i have too many uh that might be add yeah well i'm gonna ask god to get rid of my add (laughs) nice (laughs) because yeah i have too my my what's it called hands in too many pots or whatever yeah (laughs) too many pots too many pots. <laughs> Too many pots. <laughs> Do you guys think that God in 2009, you know, all sorts of stuff is going on in America? Do you think he took time out to be like, I'm going to help this simpleton make a pillow? I'm picturing God now. I know how we, that we just described him, but I am picturing him as like some sort of weird multi-headed hydra type creature looking at a, a million different instances at once you and know, working his ass off. Well, I'm sorry if this is well-trod territory, but you know that video of biblically accurate angels? It's actually right. crazy. They look like creatures. Yeah, they look crazy. They're like the, yeah. they have all these eyes and yeah. It, look it up. I, I think it's it's already well known in the internet, so I might see. It's really know, her- yeah hilarious. Like two thousand years ago or, or back more, any kind of mythological creature could not be uh, justified. It always, you're right. It'd be like, they'd always describe it as like, yeah, it had 78 eyes and 92 <laughs> legs and mm-hmm. 38 heads. And you're like, sorry, what am I looking at here? Yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm looking I, at these. I'm just going to show Chris here. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this isn't great for the people at home, but we can post it on our Instagram. Listen, if that's you're scared, what, don't do it. There's a biblically accurate angel. I really like what it looks like. I like what it looks like, too. I actually think it's really cool. If it showed up to guide me through something, I'd be scared. And look at the size of the person next to it. It's like a giant... This looks like a mad ball. Remember mad balls? The big eye? Oh, yeah. It actually looks like a HP Lovecraft made it up. Anyway, that's what visited Mike Lindell and told him to make comfy pillows. (laughs) 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 So, So now he's... He's clean from three decades of cocaine and crack addiction. Nice. He officially founds the MyPillow God company. God did it. Yeah. God In God, all things are possible. And uh, MyPillow so was nice. officially founded in 2009. And this also, I was like, what? To fund the pillow company, Mike Lindell sold four bars he owned. That's, I mean... Uh, 
I feel like people who are good at business just are always juggling have some, stuff. Yeah, have some secret that we don't know about where they're just constantly Owning borrowing f- money, selling stuff. <laughs> like I don't know anything right. about that. So he started hand sewing the pillows, and then eventually started hiring people. The big thing that made them go, like go like stratospheric, was in 2011. He spent five hundred thousand dollars to produce an infomercial, right? And as of September 2013, the infomercial was running about 200 times per day, uh, locally and nationally. And since it aired, my pillow has sold more than. 30 million pillows across America, and it's grown from 50 employees to 1,500. Wow. I haven't seen it. Is it just a straight-ahead pillow infomercial, or is there something... Is he, there a hook to is it? Prom- isn't he sort of prominent in the ads? Like, yeah, hi, I own my so pillow. he's a character. He's, he's a, a memorable character. He's a guy who uses his nightmarish backstory. And he's hot as hell. He's hot as hell. He, right. There's a few, few times in the infomercial where the dick comes out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks a bit more like a fit Paul Bearer. Slightly fitter. <laughs> Slightly fitter Paul Bearer. But I, I was reading the infomercial. There was a script, and it was like f- half a million dollars. Uh, and the producers were like, oh, he's bad at reading a script. And so he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to ad lib. And he just made it up on the spot, and it clicked with viewers because he's like got some sort of Midwestern charm um, and this passion for his product that he could communicate through the TV, so people started buying them. Hmm. Maybe he went to a Second City course? Did, did you guys ever <laughs> um, like watch those like infomercials when you, I, I guess, like were younger and watching TV late at night? Like, Do you remember the Magic Bullet infomercial? Yeah. I watched that probably a hundred times, and every time I saw it on, I would watch it to completion. I loved wow. it. I don't know why. There was like a British guy and a woman and they're having people over and it's like, we're going to make guacamole. How are you going to do that? No, the magic bullet can make that guacamole. Here, watch this. And he makes this whole party dinner with the magic bullet. I don't even know where you'd watch. I guess people still watch regular cable. I think at like two in the morning on cable, there are still infomercials. Yeah, because I only really watch the streaming services i think crave netflix disney plus should start running infomercials Uh, hbo max yeah but like cool nicely curated infomercials yes that's brian cranston (laughs) starring brian cranston the magic bullet with yeah brian cranston and (laughs) (laughs) denzel washington jesse what is this (laughs) well they do a it's a magic bullet bitch (laughs) (laughs) jesse yeah. yeah, I don't know. What? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't either. Um, Jesse, your line on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> or the shticky. Uh, but oh! Ian, Sir Ian McKellen doing that. <laughs> right? Um, so, uh, my pillow, although it's done very well, it has had a few legal problems, which I'll tell you about right now. Uh, it's been fined and has settled multiple lawsuits related to misleading advertising. Um, including making scientifically unsupported claims. Now, Mike Lindell, he claims that the MyPillow at one point cured insomnia, sleep apnea, fibromyalgia, and multiple sclerosis. No, he didn't. And it doesn't. It doesn't cure those. Oh, there's I the mean, Trump supporter I, in him. A l- Blatant what was, lies. What was, could you say the first few again? Sleep Absolutely. apnea, oh, insomnia. Sleep apnea like, insomnia. Yeah. I mean, multiple sclerosis. 
forget it. But <laughs> I, I was even just stuck up on sleep apnea. Like, of yeah. course, that couldn't cure yeah. that. But and yeah, your it got even crazier. Doctor giving you a prescription. You go to the pharmacy and they're like, come back in 20 <laughs> minutes. You come back, they give you a nice fluffy pillow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a form fitting, like it forms your head and cradles it softly. I think so, yeah. It sounds nice. But yeah, I still might. Yeah, you still might not be able to breathe, I guess, if yeah. you got sleep apnea. Mm. This isn't a legal problem, but just gives you a sense of the man. In uh, March 2018, uh, remember the Stoneman Douglas high school shooting in Florida, that awful mass shooting? Um, one of the survivors, David Hogg, organized a boycott of the Fox News show The Ingraham Angle with host Laura Ingraham uh, after she made disparaging comments about Hogg. And tons of advertisers pulled out because she was like shitting on a survivor of a school shooting. But my pillow continued to advertise on the show. In fact, they increased their advertising on the show. Um, interesting. So is he a big NRA guy? Uh, he's a Trump man. Um, I, you'd have to assume he's a gun so supporter. He's sort of making clear yeah. political statements yes. in, as a business. He was also... And he's Is there a place to store a gun in the MyPillow? I bet you... I don't know how comfortable it would be if you're trying to sleep on it, but... <laughs> Imagine he handed you a gun and was like, this cures sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> it cures everything. <laughs> yeah. um, another guy who's been in the news recently, Tucker Carlson, MyPillow purchased more advertising on the Tucker Carlson Tonight program than any other advertiser. So MyPillow and Mike Liddell, basically, they just like people who tell it like it really is. Yeah, yeah. He likes truth, unvarnished. Yeah. Factual. And and a crackhead for 30 decades <laughs> is just seeking the truth. 30. I mean, three I, decades. I He's 3,000 years old. <laughs> I don't. You He's know an what Old I mean. Testament God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're ruining. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. It is kind of brutal that it seems like he's making this stand in the aftermath of a high school shooting. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a great look um, for a guy, but we'll get. In, I can tell you more about his sort of political activities, which maybe explain why he advertises so much on Fox. Uh, he's obviously he's a huge Trump guy. And for a time was an advisor. He was always going to the White House. Like there are all these right pictures. I of, remember that of them together. So he was maybe giving Trump some like advice. Um, in 2016, he met with Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump and became a supporter. And he called Trump the most amazing president this country has ever seen in history. And uh, Trump invited him to the inauguration and gave him a lapel pin as a personal gift. Oh. That's nice. They don't have his family background listed on wherever Nothing you I could find. Um, he Lindell was at the Trump inauguration and hobnobbed with Stephen Baldwin and Scott Bio. I I knew Scott Bio was a Trumper. I didn't know Stephen Baldwin was. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch Biodome again. <laughs> now, before we get to the big um, thing about Mike Lindell being a stop the steal kind of Republican. He also uh, did wade into the sort of COVID fake cure world. Uh-huh. So in White House meetings with Donald Trump, Lindell promoted a toxic plant extract called oleandrin, and he claimed it was a cure for COVID-19. It later became clear that Lindell had a financial stake in the company that makes oleandrin oh and that he God. sits on the board. <laughs> 
So that's just kind of fun. But anyway, the big thing that Mike Lindell, if you hear anything about him right now in the news, is that he uh, he is the target of some lawsuits, some like defamation lawsuits, because after the 2020 election, he was part of the whole Stop the Steal movement where he claims that Trump won and that there was some sort of digital uh, hacking in voting machines mm-hmm. that made it, made it appear that Biden had, had won, right? It's so weird that... Why is he making these accusations? What the hell does he know? He makes fucking pillows. Yeah, he's, he has no background in like IT or data technology <laughs> or computing or algorithms or anything, but um, he's promoting a conspiracy theory falsely claiming that voting machines uh, provided by Smartmatic and Dominion conspired with foreign powers to rig voting machines to steal the election from Trump. So he's saying that China, Chinese hackers, have all these special codes, and he'll, he'll go on Fox News or he'll be interviewed, and he'll just show screenshots of streams of data, of like streams of codes, and say, this proves that the election was stolen, and everyone's like, this is incomprehensible. So literally like computer code? He just shows pictures of computer code. He goes like, I have the facts. I have the data. And mm-hmm. it's, this proves that the election was stolen. And he even claims that some counties that don't use computer voting, like it's all, it's all paper ballot voting. He claims that paper ballot voting, like voting polls and stations were hacked, which is obviously <laughs> impossible. Hack mm-hmm. the paper and the pencil. <laughs> like yeah. the pencil just moves yeah. along the paper. It's the Chinese are Genu- <laughs> yeah. Genuinely hacked with an, a hatchet. Yeah. Like I watched an interview with him today on CNN where he's like, I have the proof. And then the CNN reporter's like, here are some screenshots you sent us of just like lines of like, it's like the opening of the X-Files or something. It's just like, it's like special effects. And he's like, that's it. That's it. Um, and excuse my ignorance, but the Dominion lawsuit that Fox just settled, uh, that, how is that connected? So what was the Dominion lawsuit? So Dominion sued Fox, and that's why maybe Tucker Carlson was fired. Because mm-hmm. Fox... Uh, was broadcasting this conspiracy theory. Right. And it's the same one that Mike... Separate. So they've sued oh, Mike Lindell okay. and MyPillow separately. So there's a $1.3 billion lawsuit that uh, Dominion has sued him for, and also Smartmatic has sued him for an undisclosed amount of money okay. uh, for defamation, claiming that he's spreading lies and like affecting their bottom line. I, I have to say, I do... Um, Agree with him on everything? <laughs> yeah, he's exciting to me. Finally, someone... Uh, but, like, I, I do like the hammer finally dropping because the whole country was just coasting on blatant lies for quite some time now. It's nice that there's, like, still an idea of repercussions. It's a shame, though, that it didn't... It, that the Fox lawsuit was settled before trial because i imagine that would have been really wild like if they had to actually testify and oh right, yeah, yeah things like that so he would have been fun mike lindell was in dc on january 6 2021 but he didn't attend he didn't storm the Capitol <laughs> building. he's just running up hitting yeah. soldiers with pillows yeah <laughs> <laughs> he tried to hit nancy pelosi with a <laughs> pillow smother her yeah um and he claimed that the people who stormed the Capitol were Antifa dressed up as Trump supporters. <laughs> okay. Uh, in 2021, Twitter banned Lindell for these 
unfounded claims that Trump won the election. And after his personal account was banned, he started tweeting from the My Pillow account. And the My Pillow account got banned from Twitter as well. Damn, that's yeah. so funny. Did Elon uh, reinstate him? I don't think so. I don't know though. I'll look. Probably. I'll check. You'd Elon think he would. Give a shit about any of that shit. <laughs> um, he also made a document. He made two documentaries about the election being stolen. One is called Absolute Proof. And the other one is called Absolute Interference. Uh, right. and the word absolute is strong. Yes, absolute is strong, and you can't, can't argue with it. But uh, the, that uh, Dominion and Smartmatic lawsuits, they haven't been settled yet, so they're still in play. So he could be on the hook for more than one in $1.3 billion. Oh, my God. He also, he's obsessed with the thing. So, like... It's almost like his addiction to crack cocaine <laughs> or businesses has been replaced by his obsession to prove that the election was stolen. Uh, I guess if you really, really believed it in your d- weird mind, I don't know. I guess it would be a fun hobby <laughs> yeah. just to think about that all the time. In um, 2021, he held a three-day thing called a cyber symposium <laughs> where he was going to prove to the world that he had irrefutable evidence about the election. <laughs> And he offered $5 million to anyone who could prove him wrong. And one person applied for it. And there was just a court ruling saying that Mike Lindell has to pay the person no $5 million. Way. Oh, my God. We should have signed up for that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just a few other things about the election. Because this is basically... I don't know who's running my pillow now because he's so uh, caught up in this stuff. In January of 2022, Mike Lindell claimed that he possessed... Enough evidence to put everybody in prison for life, 300-some million people for their part in the alleged Wait. election fraud, which at the time was about 91% of the U.S. population. So, <laughs> I was just going to say, he has enough evidence to put the entire U.S. population in The jail. people who voted. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cr- still a crackhead's fever dream yeah. <laughs> that hasn't stopped. Three hundred million people in jail. Yeah, is God going to intervene and just like make like a, a pipe appear in front of his mouth? <laughs> um, and then God's like, "What have I done?" <laughs> in September of 2022, the FBI served a search and seizure warrant for Lindell's phone. And he claims that while he was at a fast-through drive-through, his car was surrounded by FBI agents who uh, showed him a warrant. And I guess did he get to eat his meal? I don't know. That's Damn. The- I wonder if there's sort of an unspoken uh, thing of of the the question of like, is this guy smoking crack again? You wonder. Hmm. Although a lot of those mega Trump people are just as like obsessive mm. and eccentric mm-hmm. without maybe drugs or maybe it's steroids. Also, their faces look like they've been buttered by butter with a knife. <laughs> it's a really bizarre <laughs> thing that happens. They've got really yellow hair and buttery faces. <laughs> Anyways, that's my own thing I've noticed. Here's a fun thing. In May 2018, Mike Lindell and my pillow. Uh, for the second time, broke the Guinness World Record for the world's largest pillow fight. <laughs> ah, there, that's some fun. It was at the U.S. Bank Stadium as oh. part of something called the uh, Pulse Movement. It's some sort of evangelical Christian thing. And after the pillow fight, 
Mike Lindell led over 45,000 people in prayer. <laughs> and then he sent them to prison. <laughs> he could have hotboxed the entire uh, Viking stadium with crack. <laughs> oh, that'd be sweet. That would help him relax a little bit. Mike Lindell was among those who paid for the bail of the Kenosha shooter, Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, God. Oh, he, the hero, you mean? Yeah. The, her- the child with a gun who murdered two people that a whole half of America holds up as a hero. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Maybe if Kyle Rittenhouse had had better pillows <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Well... The pillow, my pillow guy would argue that he did have a good pillow because he acted <laughs> accordingly, according to him. Mm, good point. So, I mean, that's basically the story of Mike Lindell. Like I said, those lawsuits are still in play. But the, I'll leave us on this one note in um, something I thought was kind of funny, a little bit of romance, because he's, he's been married twice, but he was hmm. left by both wives. I think there was a... His second wife also Unlucky in love. Him. He's unlucky in love. Lucky in pillows. <laughs> um, but in January of 2021, the Daily Mail newspaper published a bizarre story alleging that Mike Lindell and the actor Jane Krakowski had been secretly dating for nine months. The woman from 30 Rock? And Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. So there's this article. No. That's sad if that's true. Now, no. They, bo- they both deny it, but you'd think that lawyers for a... Uh, oh, there's no picture here. But you think that lawyers for a newspaper would have to like really triple check before they? It would be when you see um, her play her characters on uh, Kimmy Schmidt and Thirty Rock. It seems like someone doing this like really razor sharp parody of a woman like that. But if this is true, then that's maybe just her real personality. Which one is she? Um, the, the 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 blonde lady who was like a star. Right. Uh, I think in yeah. both shows she was kind Tina of Tina like, Fey's like friend that yeah. she gets her on her on the sketch show. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She's originally the star of it, and then Tracy right. Jordan comes on. Jordan. But I'll go through the bullet points of this bizarre article. Damn it says it. my pillow CEO Mike Lindell had a secret nine month romance with Thirty Rock star Jane Krakowski. According to one friend, the relationship between the unlikely pair was an open secret in New York's West Village. <laughs> uh, like, so, like hipsters and like the Strokes, like you hear yeah. the My Pillow guys dating the Thirty Rock woman. <laughs> one, <laughs> one <In> Dime Square. <laughs> one friend of hers said it surprised many of Jane's friends because she's such an icon in the gay community, but she is here dating one of Trump's biggest business backers. Right? Maybe they just. They don't maybe they don't agree on politics, but they just have an insatiable romantic connection or sexual. I don't know. Yeah. Krakowski denied even knowing Lindell and said only I've never met the man. And Lindell said, "I've never even heard of Jane Krakowski." <laughs> <laughs> I believe okay. both of them. To be honest, I believe her. I don't believe. I don't believe she's dating the My Pillow Man. But no, what a rumor! There must have been some sort of like look-alike situation that happened or is confusing. She was probably dating Paul Bearer. Yes, that's more likely. But you'd have to think that he's got some sort of juice on the sort the of dating MAGA scene? dating scene. Like, yeah, oh yeah, women uh, who have very conservative politics might want to date a guy who's, you know, got that, that charisma. And no all that offense, money. and I don't want to get sued. fame and money. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get sued for libel. But this is—I'm not claiming this as true or not. But this okay. is my personal belief. Creative opinion yeah 
He looks to me like he always has a big, sweaty, stinky ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You see that guy and you go, that's a stinky ass. Like he's probably, yeah. uh, and it's sweating like wet. Yeah. He's probably not a very uh, thorough wiper. <laughs> this, this guy doesn't have, got, a, he doesn't have a bidet. He doesn't have time to wipe. No. Yeah. He's busy. Making money. Making money. He, he gets in bed with his wife like, honey, there's shit all over the bed. But Babe, is there I'm shit on mo- the pillow? Yeah, I'm making money all day. I don't have time to wipe my well, ass. Yeah, you shut up. You're like, <laughs> oh, you're leaving me too? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, but is there shit on the my pillow? No, of course not. Because it's a my pillow. Yeah. So apparently, the my pillow disintegrates shit. Or sorry, I need that Fargo accent. You do it. Oh, oh. <laughs> There's no shit on. Yeah. No, there's no there's no shit on the pillow though, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, his net worth is between fifty and three hundred million dollars. So not bad. Well, if he gets not a billion or whatever from yeah. whatever, he's fucked. Yeah, for the rest of his life. Yeah, fifty Sweet. to three hundred. That's okay. But yeah, after thirty years of crack addiction, and that whole time he probably had more money than the three of us have. <laughs> but it just goes to show you. Speaking of the three of us. Just having a very slightly chill amount of money is fine. Yeah, you're right. You know, and that's places. the lesson not we learned at the end of the day. Who Just needs having money? A slight <laughs> chill amount of money. Yeah, is all you need. Well said. <laughs> well, Mike. Now I'm yes, going to pump your tires a little bit here. You missed two episodes, um, yes. and you know we missed you definitely. But I'm going to say. Where we, where I really noted missing your presence particularly was the introduction of the evilometer. Because oh. we, I, I'm, I'm not, Chris, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but we were no, no. not good at bringing no. that thing out. Not oh like you are. his talents and his gifts, and also that was such oh. a good classic mantis style presentation. <laughs> Well, this thank whole you. episode. Thank you, Chris. Yes, and I'm, great I got job. Some, listeners won't see this, but I've got some tears in my eyes because the little evilometer is coming up to me. It's gave, it, it gave me a little hug with its little metallic arms, and it's got, missed you. It's got a, uh, a crack pipe, and it's got a pillow, and it's got a MAGA hat on, and it's just looking so cute, and I missed you. Oh, you know what, Chris? It's so sweet seeing Mike and the evilometer again. You know, it missed him over these two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. It's so sweet. <laughs> you know, you can take it home, Mike, if you want. Really? Yeah. You yeah. guys don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess it's time to enter uh, our scores into our little friend. Yes. Um, I guess, fuck. Why am I going to go first here? I haven't thought about this. What do you think of Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow? Mm, well, I can't give him too high because he, <laughs> he just has like horrible opinions. All right. Yeah. So, ah, uh, 4.0, 4.0, 4.0. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Chris, what do you think of Mike Lindell? I'm just trying to think, what's a dumb number? Like, what's mm. a number that makes you go, huh? Hmm. Four is a good one. Yeah. Four is kind of like. Four is kind of like you're huh? an idiot. Yeah. I like four. Like, because this guy just makes me go, huh? Things yeah. that make you go, hmm? yeah, and and four is high enough for the influence he has on the brainwashed Americans, <laughs> yeah, who uh, think everything is fake and, and like uh, going, I guess, uh, 
encouraging uh, going after the victims of a school shooting seems yeah, bad to me. Like he's he doesn't help that whole league of people who are dangerous to other people. Yeah, he is a bad influence in that regard. Four, four is a huh? What? Yeah, that's dumb. That that kind of number. Yeah, yeah. He just seemed just like a lummox who lucked into. Uh, getting the ear of the president like just like any small business owner <laughs> like, I, tr- I tried to look up if he did have like a silver spoon or a lucky break with like uh investment money to start off with yeah and it just said he was working two jobs as a university student so i don't know maybe he is a hundred percent all-american self-made right i i do you guys know if my do people say that my pillows are actually good I, I just quickly Google searched and on a website called slumbersearch.com, Ooh. 691 people have reviewed my pillow and it does have a 7.8 out of 10, which is pretty good. Although yeah, I mean, another... we're, all, we're probably all going to still buy one, right? <laughs> <laughs> are they available in Canada country? Um, well, there's a website in England called whatmattress.uk that Whoa. rates the my pillow as a four out of five. Ah, four. So they there must we are be again. half decent as pillows, I guess. Otherwise, Wait, how do you screw you up a pillow? You might not sell them to Canada because well, we're socialists. That's true. You could screw up a pillow, haven't you know? When you, oh, when I you could screw a, up a pillow. Oh, Chris could do things to that pillow that would melt your brain. <laughs> hurt your head. Well, I'm going to give Mike Lindell. Yeah, he's not... Uh, he just ha- he has uh, he's used his power and influence for evil, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'll give him like a... Five point three, five point three. Mike Lindell, my pillow. Uh, that's Very good. Great. I thought you were, you were almost going to say five point three X, or you were going <laughs> like to go to like a cool car, like a souped-up version of a car. Yeah, or you were going to give another decimal point, like a what is that, a tenth or a hundredth? Five point three point five point three two. Well, it is funny though, just a guy who's got this like innocuous. Empire making these just like comfy things to help you sleep and dream and get some rest. Who's got these? Who has this insanely horrific personal backstory? <laughs> and then when he gets out of it, he just uh, uses his wealth to fund some bad uh, TV stations and uh, political campaigns. Well, well said. And uh, Mike, I think you did a great job. It was great to have your. Um you, Mike put his teacher hat on again and educate us on an interesting, shitty guy. I'm the teacher. Hot I for teacher. Going David Lee Roth. I hope your ears clear up before the big show. Thank you. If they don't, I'll be very annoyed. Fuck. Well, that was another great episode of... This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 